Welcome back, combatants, to the Anything Combat Show, wherein we discuss everything mixed martial arts. I'm your host, Johnny K. Today, we're joined by a welterweight fight in Bellator, Jack Grant. How are you? Thank you for having me, mate. You won the ADCC British Championship. How did that make you feel, and how much preparation went into that? To be fair, I took it on quite short notice, um, but yeah, it was uh, it, it was a pretty good pretty good day, and uh, I had some really good. Uh, opposition um so yeah i went against some good guys got the win managed to sub everyone i just want to win the real trials now <laughs> tapology says that you're three and zero in grappling is that true or have they fucked that up they've uh, fucked that up yeah yeah i've actually had a lot more grappling matches than that yeah uh, i've also took some losses <laughs> what's your actual grappling uh, record i didn't look at your wikipedia uh, I have no idea, to be honest. Um, I've been grappling for a long time. I, I started uh, competing as a blue belt, um, but as a uh, brown belt, black belt, I've uh, I've took a few losses against top guys, but uh, yeah, I seem to get a, a lot more wins than losses. And I've got a question for you about a fellow British man. I want to ask you about Paddy Pimlet. Do you like him? Do you hate him? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I like him, man. Uh, to be fair, I, I don't really know him too well. Uh, we've sort of we've been around the title at the same time in in the past, and obviously, you know, I always wanted to fight whoever had the belt. Um, but yeah, I've got no issues with Paddy. I think he's a cool cool guy. Like uh, I like what he's doing. I think he's I think he's fun. He's entertaining, and he uh, the dude scraps. I want to ask you about your goals in the sport of MMA from uh, the next two years, next five years, and next ten years. What do you see happening? Uh, to be honest with you, I just want to be on like a major organization. Like uh, for me, like you know, like Bellator, UFC, One, uh, any of these real top end uh, organizations are where where I want to be. And uh, I just want to fight the best guys in the world and earn money doing it. Bro, I thought, dude, are you you're in Bellator, right? I had just a one fight deal. Uh, I did have a contract available, but because I had a few good offers at the time, uh, and I was uninjured at the time. I was kind of like uh, keeping my cards, do you know what I mean, and, and hoping for like a real good deal with someone. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, I got injured and then I ended up sitting on the bench for a while. So, What's the plan for the next fight then? So for me, I just want to get back in there. Um, I've had like one year, nine months out of competition. Uh, well, MMA competition. I recently recently competed um, jiu-jitsu. Um, which was nice to feel those nerves again, and I, I got a top opponent, managed to get the win. But uh, I want to, I want to get back in there doing MMA because there's nothing quite like as nerve wracking as MMA. So I need to get back in there and uh, amongst the mix and uh, get that ring rust gone. But I felt them competition nerves by walking out um, on a big grappling stage on Grapple Fest. They always give me really good matches on there. So yeah, I've I've been out there, you know. Who's your favourite fighter? Uh, my favourite fighter, to be honest with you, um, yeah, it tends to be like my teammates, <laughs> like Scott Askham. Uh, I, I just, mate, I love Scott Askham. Mate. He's, you know, someone that I've grown up training with. And uh, yeah, like there aren't many fights that get me as excited for like those fights. Mark DeCasey, um, Justin Berlinson, all these guys, man, are like, I get more excited to watch the people I know. A UK athlete that just won the belt a little bit ago has been defending it. Goes by the name Leon Edwards. Have you heard of him? Yeah, yeah. I've trained with uh, Leon. 
Yeah. So yeah. I wanted to ask you what you thought about that um, next matchup with Colby Covington and what did you think about Leon as a person? I think Leon's a, a fucking cool guy. Um, and when I sparred with him, I just thought, fuck, that's probably the best in the world. <laughs> and, uh, and little behold, he uh, ended up winning the belt. So, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's an absolute beast. So he's going up against Colby Covington. What do you think about that style matchup? And does Leon knock him out? I think it's super interesting. To be fair, Colby's an absolute freak as well. And uh, but I do, I think, I think Leon could beat anybody. And I think if he can keep it standing, um, I honestly believe that Leon will, yeah, will KO him. Yeah. What do you think Leon means to the UK MMA scene in general? Do you think he is an absolute inspiration? Oh, massive. Yeah, I love him. I do. I think, uh, you know, as a fighter for the UK, he's, uh, he, you know, he's never, you know, he's had the hardest path I can think of to get that belt. Um, he's never, like, overly pushed himself on media. He's just done it. He's just done it his way. And, uh, you know, without actually putting on an act. And I, I just appreciate that. And I, I, like, I look up to that. You know what I mean? He's just, uh, he fights because he likes fighting. And, uh, yeah, what more can I say? It's just, it's just unreal. How long did it take for you to get your black belt? It took me about 11 years. 11 years to get my black belt, yeah. yeah that's so. kind of that's kind of rushed compared to, like, people that get it in, like, 18 or 17 years. Uh, would, would you say that you had a um, faster track to the black belt? Uh, no, nah, I think there's some people that are doing it quicker than me now, but I also believe like the knowledge is better. You know what I mean? It's like so much easier for people uh, now because the access to jitsu, uh, to jujitsu, and the access to uh, be able to train with black belts is uh, is much greater than I had when I first started. I was teaching. Well, I'm in my town now. This is my gym, for example. But I've been teaching here since I was a blue belt. I had to drive miles to go find a black belt to learn, and uh, I used to have to like copy Marcel Agassi's uh, instructionals and then teach it to my class here and then yeah it's, it's, it's been a hard journey for me because you know when I first see a purple belt I thought he was a god you know what I mean like I'd never seen one um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty amazing but now it's it's so accessible you've got Gordon Ryan right now making those instructional videos and stuff that cost uh, a boatload do you think that's that's caused new jiu-jitsu guys to advance in the sport faster than um, they would if they were just at a usual gym? Yeah, definitely. I think, like um, I think, like I say, the access to jiu-jitsu now, like, uh, I think if you're a clever guy and you uh, watch enough instructionals, I think you could you could take yourself almost straight to black belt, you know, like, um, you know, within a reasonable time as well. Uh, yeah, the access to jiu-jitsu is just unbelievable. The structure that's behind it now and uh, the, the detail that people like Gordon and that put on instructionals. It's like, it's like you're literally training with them. So UFC London just took place and Tom Aspinall was at the top of the uh, card. He destroyed Marcin uh, Taibura. What do you think about Tom's championship um, possibility at heavyweight right now? Do you think that he'll get the belt when John leaves or do you think that if he, if he fights John now, he could beat him? Uh, to be honest with you, like when obviously it's hard to go against John, um, 
But the way I look at it is when you watch John's last fight, I know he took uh, Cyril down and, and just got like the easy sub. Um, but like, he just didn't look the same on his feet for that brief amount of time, that really short amount of time. And Tom is sharp. Like, I've never seen a heavyweight that fast. Like, it's ridiculous. He's so sharp. He's got better boxing than any of the others. Um, you know, he's well within that top three. And I think on any day, he could win that belt, yeah. Can you tell us about your experience at Cage Warriors? And do you think that is an underrated promotion right now? Yeah, Cage Warriors is a phenomenal uh, organization. Like, uh, the, the fights on there, I believe, are uh, uh, UFC caliber. Well, you know, look at my guys fought like Jai Herbert, top UFC guy. Uh, Ian Gary, top UFC guy. Um, you know, my... Uh, my run on Cage Warriors was a very, very tough one. And uh, I feel like I held my own with everybody. And uh, I was there, you know, like willing to go out on my shield. You know what I mean? I was, I was there to scrap and I, I feel like I uh, tested those guys. Let's talk Conor McGregor. Does he need more coke or too much coke? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't have a clue. Like Conor McGregor is... Uh... <laughs> He's a crazy guy. <laughs> Is like he going to knock out uh, Michael Chandler, do you think? It's interesting. Uh, do you know when someone's just been like sat out that long and, um, you know, and then his previous performances, it, you know, like Connor on the rise, I, I think was just unstoppable. Um, whether there's been some changes due to like age and lifestyle, uh, you know, possibly, but... I'm interested in it. I'm interested in any Conor McGregor fight, to be honest with you. He's, uh, I just think he's a savage. And, uh, yeah, I'm always keen to watch that. So you brought up Ian Machado, Gary. I looked at your topology and I saw that you took him to a decision. Unfortunately, you lost that fight. But, dude, Ian's undefeated. He's looking spectacular and welterweight. And I think your performance going to a decision is actually quite underrated because he is yeah. knocking out the best of the best in the welterweight division in the UFC. Yeah. How do you feel about um, looking at that loss in retrospect now, knowing all this information? Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like if I could go back in time, I wish I would have uh, approached the fight a little bit differently. There was a few emotions and stuff. Um, you know, there's always things outside the cage and, and, and the build-up and all that, and uh, I feel like maybe maybe I let him get in my head a little bit. Um you know, I just ended up talking shit to him the whole time when I should have really been just biting down on my gum shield and, and working to my strategy. But, uh, yeah, I, I just like Ian. We were friends before the fight. Um, it's always strange when you fight a friend. It was it was a new experience for me, and I feel like I learned a lot about myself in there. And, uh, yeah, I had no doubts that uh, I'd be able to, you know, go the distance with him. I just... I wanted to just land that one punch, you know. <laughs> I just need, unfortunately, I just want setting it up good enough. <laughs> what was the hardest fight in your career? It could be a fight that you won. It could be a jiu-jitsu match. It could be more of like a, how deep you had to dig mentally or anything like that, anything that you had to persevere against. What would you say is the hardest bout in your career? Um, to be fair, yeah, probably the Ian Gary fight, I guess. Uh, that was a real tough fight. Uh, you know, I had a lot of shots. Um, you know, I, I took some, I took some of his big shots. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what all these other guys are falling over to. <laughs> Believe me, I ate some of those. Uh, I can remember one, on one part of the fight, he kicked me, 
and it like hit my cheekbone. And I can remember just thinking, ah, oh, my face, something in my face is broken. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I genuinely, well, he actually did. He, he, he chipped um, a couple of my back teeth with, I think it was that kick. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. If he, if he fucking keeps getting all this dough, he can fucking pay me for a dentist. Like, <laughs> there, um, yeah, no, yeah, he hit me with a big shot, and that was one of the first times I actually thought, oh, he's maybe broke something in my face here, but I just poker faced it and uh, just carried on. Do you think he'll uh, get the belt at welterweight in the UFC, or do you think someone will stop him before um, he gets up there? I honestly believe he can get that belt, and uh, obviously, you know, like. Regardless to whether I've lost to somebody or beat somebody, like I always want to see him do well because, you know, then it reflects well on me as well. Uh, but not only that, you know, not from like an ego point of view either. Just, just from like, you know, I'm part of their journey and I'm part of their journey. You know what I mean? We 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 met each other at the right times for each other's paths, and uh, yeah, you, you've got. I feel like I always root for my opponents. You know what I mean? I want to see him do well, and I, I believe he can get the belt. I think he's super talented. I think he's got a great support system around him. And I think you're probably, well, I think you are looking at uh, the next welterweight world champion. So I want to ask you about the Bellator and the UFC welterweight division. Where do you think you rank up with those guys in terms of skill? I honestly believe I could uh, I could fight within the top 10 of, of those organizations. I think, uh, you know, a, a good trained me like with, with a good structure behind me uh, I honestly believe I fit very well and I give a lot of people many problems in those uh, organizations um, obviously you know it's every fighter's dream to get in the UFC and it still is always one of you know one of my dreams in the back of my head but it, you know I've had some hard paths you know and uh, and some setbacks here and there and it just is what it is I want to fight for a top organization. I want to fight whoever they say is like one of the best in the world and, and beat those uh, beat those guys. Would you go to one championship? I know that's going crazy right now. Yeah, I'd love that. I fucking I like the rules. I like that you can kick each other, <laughs> kick each other in the head on the on the floor and and things like that. I think it's uh, very close to a true fight. I don't like the rules in the UFC when you can like drop a knee and then you can't be kneed in the head anymore. Um, you know, I, I think you. I just like the true fight, you know what I mean? Like the old pride rules, I, I love that. And one thing that they've taken out is 12 to 6 elbow. How do you feel about that technique? Do you think that's all bullshit and would you throw that if you could? Oh, yeah, I'd throw that all day. Like <laughs> like for me, uh, personally, I just think from a, from a fighting point of view, you know, I'm a, I'm a fighter and I, I don't like the fact that there's certain things that are stopping certain techniques that would happen in those positions because of a rule, you know. Um, you know, I'm not down for, like, all the weird shit, like biting, pulling air, poking out, none of that shit, but just actual blows that you can land, I, I think it should all, all go. I'd be, uh, I'd be keen for that, like, yeah. So you have Michael Venom Page right now, Bellator fighter, and the UFC is trying to buy him, I believe. I believe that's the news. So what do you think about him in the UFC and if he were to fight people like Ian Gary and Leon Edwards? Like, what do you, what do you think about those fights if they took place? Yeah, well, uh, I, yeah, I know Michael. Um, I've trained with Michael, sparred with Michael. Um, let me tell you, Michael can... Michael could beat anybody. Uh, 
Yeah, super dangerous. If he goes to the UFC, he'll take it by storm. He's going to be a superstar, which he already is anyway, but he's going to be a superstar there. And uh, I believe it'll just catapult him to a different type of uh, superstardom. He did uh, that bare knuckle fight with uh, Mike Perry. Would you ever do shit like that or Lethway in Brunei, which I always bring up? I love Lethway. Yeah, yeah, I definitely would. Yeah, I'd do a bare knuckle. Um, I've kind of been umming and ahhing, you know, thinking about these things. I, I do like, I just love fighting. Um, and I, I do want to test myself in different rule sets. Um, yeah, we'll see what the future holds. I would definitely do it. I'd probably like to do like an old Valley Tudo MMA match, uh, no gloves uh, at some stage in my career. I don't know when, but I would like to. Uh, it, it just depends on pay, you know. I'm not, unfortunately, on some of these things where you're doing like bare knuckle and that, sometimes you can only get like fucking, you know, pocket money for it. So it's not, it's, it's not great all the time for everyone, you know what I mean? But if the right opportunity came up, the right payday, I would love to fight to those kind of rules. I believe in Lethway, they were paying one guy $50 USD to fight against like a Muay Thai champion, basically. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. You know, there's there's so many organizations. I mean, there's some really big organizations in the UK and stuff that are underpaid. Some of the messages I've had, like, oh, do you want to fight this guy at like middleweight? (laughs) Um, Yeah, 2,000 euro. Fuck off. Like, fuck off. (laughs) It's a joke. Like, um, MMA pay is fucking disgusting sometimes. And what people dare to offer people, you know, like myself. I've had a lot of fights, you know. I feel like I've um, I've earned my dues. And, uh, yeah, sometimes the offers are... It's off-putting, man. It it puts you off MMA a little bit, I I must say. Um, And you know that these organisations are earning huge money as well. It's, it's it's not fair, you know. I think fighters in MMA should get uh, looked after a lot more than they do. But there are some big names now fighting for that and fighting for us guys that are outside the UFC. And uh, also, there are good opportunities outside the UFC. I've had some really good offers. So, can you tell us about those offers? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, there's been mentioned. I've spoke to a guy off like PFL in the past before my injury. Um, I'd be still super interested in going there. Um, obviously they do like the million pound tournament and things like that. that that'd be a goal for anybody right so places like that I know Bellator uh, offered a, a pretty good deal for me to uh, be able to build up in there and um, again I just injuries just sidetracked me you know it, it, I got injured at the fucking wrong time <laughs> well there isn't ever a right time yeah. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. I want to ask you, what injuries do you have right now and how long are you going to be out for? Uh, well, I'm actually good now. So um, I'm, I'm good. I've, uh, I've had a pretty bad neck injury and uh, a knee injury as well. I, the, the neck injury is just wear and tear from a lot of uh, jiu-jitsu and wrestling and things like that. Um, but I feel like I'm making these things stronger. Like my neck will never get better, but it's one of those things I can make stronger. Um and I've learned to deal with it. I've had to change parts of my style a little bit more to, you know, uh, you know, stay safe. But uh, my knee was just a stupid mistake on Christmas Eve, wrestling with my brother at the top of the stairs. We went down the full flight of stairs, <laughs> and uh, I tore my ACL. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a rough one. <laughs> what do you, what do you, 
Yeah, no, that that sounds very fun, tumbling down the stairs. I want to <laughs> ask you about that ACL. What have you done to rehab? I think I might need some help with my knee. So what have you done to strengthen it? Uh, for me personally, I would just say get yourself a good strength and conditioning coach. Uh, I know that, um, like, well, I use, like, Unit 1 local to me. Luke Tarby is, is just a really, really good, knowledgeable guy to train with. And he's also had knee injuries before, so I, I, I say to anyone, like, try find someone like that around your local area, uh, someone who's going to guide you properly. And uh, we've been doing a lot of stability work, you know, um, different different things, you know, so many different things that I wouldn't have known about. And he's, he's really guided me. And I'd say my knee's probably stronger than it maybe was before since doing it. But, again, it's consistency. You've got to be disciplined towards your consistency. So... If you want to be good at anything, whether it be jiu-jitsu or whatever, or just recovering from an injury, six weeks of S&C, strength conditioning, will not fix you. You need six years of it. So just stay consistent and don't miss a day even when, you know, train on the days you don't want to train. What's one exercise that you did for your, for your knee to fix it? Um, so we've been doing like, uh, we've doing, been doing a little bit of stability work, like dropping off boxes, uh, things like that, you know, uh, strengthening the tendons in my leg. Uh, some push stuff, some pull stuff. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's been really good. I, I know there's a lot on the internet and some people are probably, you know, maybe they don't need a, a coach as such for lifting, but they're really clever and they want to look on the internet. There's also that option too. But for me personally, I, I, I like a coach. So I want to ask you, you said that Michael Venom Page would do really well in the UFC. So at the top of the ranking in Bellator, you've got Yaroslav Amosov. And very interesting case study because he's like 27 and zero or something in MMA, which is just a ridiculous record. Yeah. How do you think he would do in uh, the UFC? Do you see him beating Leon? Um, I don't know. Like, I think... Sometimes, like, when you see these records and that, you don't really know exactly who they fought. Um, for example, like, uh, you know, I've fought some guys where the record looks really impressive, you know, when I get sent it. But then I look at it on Tapology and I look at who they fought. And uh, it can be a lot of guys with a, a lot of small records who I'd have uh, ran through as well. So I, I tend to not get too hung up on, on the uh, the record and the unbeaten the, the O, you know, I just, I just uh, focus on me, you know, I have a little look who the fought and uh, yeah, they can all be, they can all be stopped. <laughs> How much do you train? Uh, I train anywhere from twice a day, uh, some days I train three times, um, but I just sort of listen to my body, if I'm, if I'm really feeling it, I'll, uh, I'll just do like one session or like a little bit of mobility later, but I'm always teaching bits and doing bits and helping people so i'm always there can i'm always you... in there. yeah go on i uh, know yeah i'm always in there i'm always uh, i'm always doing a bit or you know thinking on it because i'm having to show it to people can you tell us about asylum valet tudo what's that gym what does that gym mean to you and can you just tell us about the people there that have helped you yeah, so uh, I started out, well, I started uh, fighting for AVT. Uh, I'm actually planning on going back. Uh, I'm looking to, obviously, schedule my MMA, and uh, I reckon AVT will be somewhere that I go back. But I've been to a couple of different gyms from then. Uh, around COVID, 
it was getting becoming pretty tough to train. So I moved, uh, I moved to Liverpool, started training in Liverpool at Four Corners. Uh, we had a really good time there, um, and then sadly that came to like an end. And then I went to uh, TFT in Sunderland. That was unbelievable. That was actually a really, really good gym uh, run by Andrew Fisher. Um, yeah, somewhere where I'm definitely going to visit again as well. Uh, I was training at North East Jiu-Jitsu, which is also in Sunderland under Ellis Younger. And uh, I've just come home. I've opened myself a, a bigger gym, bigger facility, and uh, I'm going to try to train a little bit more local. So uh, AVT is a, is a good one for me with Danny Mitchell uh, and Jay Furness and, and the guys there, yeah. Nice, nice. I want to ask you, I saw on your Instagram about Grant Combat Academy. What was that like? What was that experience like doing jiu-jitsu with the guys and the boys there? Yeah, so um, it's my gym. I, I opened this uh, about, it must be nearly four years ago. <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, this is Grant Combat Academy. Now they've got a few, few lads there. Uh, you lads just training down here. Yeah, this is my own gym, uh, something I'm building up and we've got a really good uh, competitive team building. We've uh, got lots of good people starting to visit visit the gym for uh, for training. So, yeah, I, I think the, um, the future's looking really bright for the club. That's all we have time for, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much, Jack, for coming on the show. Is there any final message that you want to give to the fans at home as we wrap up the podcast? Yeah, um, obviously stay tuned. I'm going to be looking to fight MMA soon. I'm going to be looking to stay super active. Um, I'll be doing jiu-jitsu at a high level, MMA at a high level. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. I'm, uh, I'm ready to go. Follow Jack on Instagram, link in the description, and subscribe to Anything Combat on YouTube. Thanks, guys. Bye. Oh, nice one. Thank you, mate. Appreciate your time.